Hello, dear listener, and welcome to the Elixir Podcast. My name is Jackie, and I'm so grateful for the opportunity to connect with you. The intention of this podcast, as it organically unfolds, is to cultivate an experience through the alchemy of storytelling, an opportunity to align with our own rhythm and muse, a listening ritual to inspire and re-inspire, catching glimpses of ourselves in each other. Let's begin our time together by taking three collective breaths. Inhale. Exhale. Inhale. Exhale. Inhale. Exhale. been a while. I hope that this episode finds you well. Even though I'm a huge fan of the hot, sunshiny days of summer, I am definitely grateful for these cooler fall mornings that we've been having here in North Carolina. Things here have been good but busy. As some of you know, I've been diving deep into Ayurveda the past few years, getting certified as an Ayurvedic coach and now counselor. The things I've been learning, practicing, and implementing into my daily routines and rituals have been absolutely life-changing and really so enjoyable. Because of my passion for this ancient science, I just had to spread the word and share this with others. And so I've started my own business called Madre and the Muse. As a special offering to Elixir listeners, I'm giving away a free consultation call to anyone who follows and reaches out either via the Elixir Instagram or Madre and the Muse Instagram. And if you aren't on Instagram or if you're taking a much-needed social media break, which are so good to do, feel free to just email me at info at madreandthemuse.com and we'll connect that way. So this consultation call will be a way for us to chat briefly about what Ayurveda is, how we can work together to tune into this ancient sacred wisdom of health and well-being using a modern approach, and to answer any questions you may have regarding working together as well as a sweet discounted offer towards one-on-one sessions for a limited time. This is a really potent time to tap into Ayurveda as fall, aka Vata season, approaches. So let's connect, my friend. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you enjoy this episode and feel so inspired, please rate and review Elixir on Apple Podcasts. It helps keep the show going and ensures the always incredible guest lineup. Speaking of incredible guests, today's guest is Carly, owner and founder of the Dandelion Fox. I was introduced to her from Elixir guest and artist and my friend, Kim Beller. Be sure to check out Carly's flowerscapes on her website, thedandelionfox.com. All right. I hope you enjoy the show. Thanks again for tuning in. Yeah, I'm from Wrightsville Beach and I, I grew up here. I've been here my whole life. Um, I went to school at UNC Asheville, though. So I was in Asheville, Asheville for about four years um, and just kind of was like going through some growing changes at the time, um, last August, actually. And so I came back home for now, nice. but I miss the mountains so much. I love Asheville. Yeah, me too. And there's such a different energy of the mountains. I love being near the ocean and I've always lived near the ocean, but the mountains just have this like grounding 
yeah now there's just something cool about exactly it. ground it's so grounding it's a definitely a different energy it's I love it so much yeah have you ever been somewhere where there were mountains and the ocean together like California yes Greece yeah. and Hawaii yeah Hawaii oh yeah so that's been amazing <laughs> the best of both worlds yeah no kidding <laughs> Oh my gosh. So let's talk about, um, first of all, I love the name of your company. I'm like, dandelions are one of my like favorite flowers ever. And so I I love the name of your (laughs) company. And um, I just want to start with, I guess we'll just start talking about like, how did you come up with, um, maybe how did you come up with the name? We'll start there. Yeah. So I, Um, For a couple years now, or since high school, really, I have felt really connected to foxes, and I consider them my animal essence or my spirit animal. Um, And so it kind of just felt like me, like I am the fox, and I actually have a tattoo. My first tattoo is the fox with a dandelion. So it was truly like I'm the dandelion fox, and when I first started pressing flowers, dandelions were one of my favorites, and they still are one of my favorites to press and use in my work. So it just felt so fitting. Yeah, that's awesome. Now, do you press the the yellow flower of dandelion, or have you pressed like the blowy stage? I don't know what that's called. Those are my favorites. Yeah, like the seed head is my very favorite. Um, to like put in my piece and kind of have the seeds like blowing around yeah I love that how did you get started with all of this like is this something you did when you were younger or is it just something you started doing recently what was your start pressing flowers yeah I've always um gardened with my mom and dad Um, we've always had flowers growing and vegetables but it wasn't until about I think it was six years ago I started really getting into it and um, like researching, you know, growing and gardening flowers and just kind of discovered pressing flowers along the way, gave it a go. And it was just addicting. I became obsessed. Um, and that's kind of how it started. It was like a Pinterest kind of thing, you know? <laughs> yeah, nice. So I love doing that too, but I'd love to know your process. So I was looking on your website and you said that you grow the flowers that you press and can you talk about like the process from growing them to pressing them and all of that? Yeah, so I grow a lot of the flowers I use. I pick wildflowers too. Um, and so once they are ready to be picked, I pick them on um, a sunny day where they're not wet. You know, you don't want any moisture um, and pick them and put them in a basket and bring them inside. And I have a wooden flower press that actually lots of wooden flower presses that I've made. And so um, it's basically like two pieces of wood, of plywood, um, with like paper, cardstock, paper, and cardboard, like stacked kind of sandwich with the flowers in between it. So it's like, you know, the cardboard, paper, flower, paper, cardboard, like that. Yeah. Um, and so I layer it like that. Um, and then it takes anywhere from like four to eight weeks, depending on how thick it is, how moisture filled it is, to come out of the press. Um, and that's basically the process I've used books before too. And it works really well for thinner plants or flowers, like your pansies or your ferns or leaves, um, and microwave presses. That's actually been a new thing for me too. There's something called a micro flower where you literally microwave, um, your flowers in this like plastic press and it kind of just speeds up the process. It sucks the moisture out really quick. So a lot of my wedding bouquets I've been getting, I've been able to use 
that to press like my really thick flowers I wouldn't be able to otherwise yeah so I recommend the, the micro flower for sure oh that's so neat so when you're doing this because I know you have so many um different projects and things that you do are you picking the flowers intentionally for the project or are you picking them and then see what happens after they've been dried and pressed yeah I think they I kind of let them talk to me more than um like planning a piece but um I definitely when I'm going to the store to get seeds or to buy flowers I definitely pick flowers that I know might press better um or that I know I love to see in my pieces so I do kind of plan it like that a little bit and then I do buy flowers I'm like okay I know these aren't going to press so that at least I'll have some that aren't just constantly being picked you know (laughs) yeah yeah that's so great I love to press flowers too but what I find is that I'll put them in a book and then I'll kind of forget about them and then eventually when I pick that book back up I'm like oh my gosh Look at all these gorgeous pansies, you know. Like Christmas. Yeah. It's such a good surprise. It really is. So you so when you put them in books, you're kind of keeping track of like where these are or um, I try to, yeah. I mean, I definitely have like books in random places. Like I'll have, you know, flower like paper under random rugs. Like you might find that or <laughs> definitely books and places but um as the time you know gone on I've I've tried to like remember where I put them and then like date them so I know like okay I pressed this about a month ago it might be ready by now so let me check it kind of thing yeah. but um I definitely have books stacked everywhere <laughs> and bugs <laughs> dead bugs everywhere <laughs> oh you have bugs too I collect dead bugs yeah like I mean I literally have like I don't know if you can see there's a dead spider and a cricket that like my dad found and gave to me the other week so I collect all kinds of like only naturally expired insects and I keep them in like this um these glass tables to have like a little collection if I don't use them in my art I love that well so we have a lot in common because I actually have a couple dead bugs myself oh yay (laughs) naturally died but that have come across my path and I'm like Ooh, look at, you know I have a butterfly yeah. and um yeah it's just I don't know there's something sacred about holding on to it and just it's beauty you know it is sacred and I mean otherwise they'll probably get run over by a car or eaten by ants so I'd rather like preserve their beautiful bodies and, and lives and and do some research on them you know so yeah. Yeah. I love it. that's so neat so regarding um this so you went to um I I read on your website in your bio that you went to school for ceramics. Do you still, or you have a concentration in ceramics and um, are you still doing that as well? I wish. I haven't been doing ceramics since I left school just because I don't have the the materials and like the space right now, but it is absolutely something I would love to do again. I was really into making face pots like face planners and so it's it's something I think my heart will always be kind of like called to do yeah uh, hopefully when I can like kind of slow things down with everything I would love to get back into it yeah I didn't know if like you used pressed flowers in ceramics or if you've ever combined the two yeah I have yeah I was making planters and like plates and mugs and I was collecting um, the plants like around my house and around the campus and pressing them into it and then using um, like glaze to kind of go back into the imprint 
and it looks so pretty. I would like show you a little tour around my house, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'll send you some pictures. Yeah, yeah, send you some photos, and I'll yeah, I'll see some people. I would love to like continue doing that and combining the two. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Um, so as far as your influences with art, whether it be ceramics or flower pressing, like who would you say are some people that have influenced you on your path? Like it could be someone you know, or maybe a book that you read or someone that you've just come across online. I think that the, my art teachers in the past have really been inspiring. I've had some incredible art teachers between um, Miss Sinclair at Hoggard High School. I had um, a really amazing ceramics teacher at Cape Fear Community College um, and at UNCA. And they've all been really inspiring in terms of my ceramics work and just like encouraging me to go for it, you know? Yeah. What about um, as far as gardening or like, you know, deciding to befriend like flowers? Is it is it something your family does? Like, does your family garden or? Yeah, my family gardens, we grew up always planting vegetables and having flowers, like we as in my mom, really. Um, and both of my aunts who live here, um, they've always grown flowers. And it's just something I've always been immersed in. Butterflies and moths too, just, you know, really paying attention to the, the little things has always just been kind of taught from a young age. Yeah. Do you have any... Um... So you said that sometimes you pick wildflowers. Do you have any like crazy foraging stories or things that happened? <laughs> I, well, um, I have definitely maybe picked somewhere like in the past at the very beginning of my experience, like in someone's yard and they, they were like, hey, like you're picking my flowers. And I'm like, I will never do this again. Now that I grow flowers, I understand. I would be kind of sad. Yeah. <laughs> But I always find the most beautiful wildflowers in abandoned parking lots or, you know, like abandoned grocery stores and just the most random places where they're just popping up and I can just go crazy, you know, yeah. always leaving enough to go to seed, of course. Yes, absolutely. It's very important. Absolutely. And <laughs> I've read a book um, that talked before about how interacting with a plant is like more beneficial than leaving it alone, you know, and so... When you're interacting by picking these flowers, you're really helping them to continue to grow, you know. That's very true. Deadheading, I mean, it's all part of the cycle, you know, to let the new in, you've got to let go of the old. Yeah. Yeah, you're so right. And when you're interacting, you're using all of your senses. So that's really interesting. Yeah, it is. All right. So I've got some random questions for you. The first one, which is really cool because we've talked about plants a lot. So if you were a plant or a flower... Well, I feel like I already know what you're gonna say, but which one would you be and why? Oh, um, I think I would be a flower because they are well, like what kind? That's so hard, Jackie. That's <laughs> the hardest question in the world, in all of the world. That's the hardest. Okay, maybe question. just say today what kind of flower would you I, <laughs> some of my very favorites are pansies, daisies, and yarrow. Um I can see myself being a pansy. They've got, you know, little character faces. I, I think I would choose a pansy. Cool. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're very resilient too. Pansies like in the snow, they're still peeking out, you know. You're so right. They always come back very resilient. Yeah. 
So cool. All right, so the next one is kind of like that. Um, if you, or what is your favorite sound? I love the sound on rain on, of, of rain on a tin roof. Yeah. Um, like I, we have a metal roof and it's just one of the most relaxing sounds. And especially when I'm on the porch and it's raining and I have like the ocean waves in the background. I think that's probably the most relaxing sound yeah, for me. Absolutely. absolutely. And then the last question is, what do you know for sure? I know that everything is always changing, you know, nothing, no feeling is final. And that's a good thing, you know? Yeah, absolutely. That's so true. Oh, well, thank you for chatting with me today about your craft and about these random questions and about- <laughs> I love it. You're so welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. I can't wait to meet you in person. I know, me too. And so where can listeners um, connect with you or where can they find your art? So I'm hoping to do um, another crafted outpost market and very soon. It's been warm, so it's been harder to take my press flower art the markets I'm hoping to do another one very soon sure. um, but you can find my work on my website I have a link to the um, website in my bio on my Instagram and my Instagram is at the dandelion fox art thank you so much for tuning into this episode be sure to check out the notes for each show to stay connected with guests for journaling prompts to dive deeper and any links to resources and offerings until next time.